Hello, Jacob. This is your mother. Hello, Jacob. This is your dad. All right, now I'm hearing Trail to 100 music. Running 100 miles seems impossible, and maybe even kind of crazy. And it is, but we believe in big crazy dreams. That's why we ran 100 miles. It was such a life-changing experience for us, we decided to devote this podcast to preparing and inspiring you to run your first ultra race. Are you ready to feel the highest highs and the lowest lows? Are you ready to do what you once thought was impossible? Are you ready for your trail to 100? Thank you for joining us here on Trail to 100. I'm Jacob Bateman, and joined along with me is my beautiful and lovely wife, Melody. Hello. And joined along with us today as our guests. We have two very special guests today. Uh, Two people that I love dearly. We have my mother and my father. Um, And they are here today to let us know what it's like to be the parents of ultra runners. Being two people themselves who aren't really into running haven't haven't really ever been runners are are we safe to say that i used to run around the church growing up for exercise and to get away from my mother (laughs) (laughs) and what about you i've never liked running the big reason was i fought asthma for most of my young life okay and 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 they are my parents I call them mom and dad, but their official names are Jeff and Tammy Bateman. Um, Tammy Bateman is from Rigby, Idaho. Jeff Bateman grew up in Mapleton, Utah. They lived all across the United States. Jeff is a real estate agent and property manager. Tammy is a property manager and camp cook, what I like to call the best boy scout camp cook west of the mississippi so if there's any camp directors out there listening anyways so but most importantly they are my parents their melodies parent in-laws <laughs> <laughs> and uh we love them and th- thank you for joining us here we're happy to be here uh, it's a pleasure to be here all right so we're just gonna get straight to the nitty-gritty here when I told you, I think it was probably just over the phone. I'm not sure what the exact moment, but when I or me and Melody told you that we were planning on running our first ultra marathon, which was a 50 mile race, what was your thoughts? What went through your head when your children told you we're going to run 50 miles? You're crazy. When you ran your first marathon before you came to scout camp and all the staff came up to me. Well, quite a few staff came up to me and you said, did you know running a marathon destroys your body? And Jacob just did that. And now he has to come up here and be a commissioner and lead and blah, blah, blah. And his muscles are going to be ripped to pieces. What kind of a mother are you? (laughs) And I said, well, you know, lots of people do it. 
he's got to get it out of his system. <laughs> and then get it, it did, out of the system. It has not gotten out of your system yet. <laughs> I don't think it ever will get out of your system. That that's funny. I because you went to scout camp the day of our marathon, right? You I ran, drove out there. Yeah, you ran the marathon and then you drove to scout camp to work yeah. there for the summer. Yeah. Right. That that was when we were dating. That was a hard time for me because <laughs> you were going to be gone for a whole month. And he came up and he looked really tired. Were you tired? I was pretty tired. It was Yeah. The, well, I didn't get there till the day after. But yeah, because yeah, I ran a marathon and then I drove four hours. And, and then did everyone at camp think you were crazy? I don't remember much, okay. <laughs> to be honest. Okay. No one really seemed to care. I just heard like, oh, didn't you run a marathon? You're crazy. And that was it. Okay. Okay. So, so you thought Jacob was crazy when he did the marathon and you thought that he got out of his system. And then what did you think when he said, I'm going to run two marathons at once in the mountains? In one day. In one day. I thought, I laid on the couch for six weeks so I wouldn't miscarry you and worked hard to give birth to you and raised you and now you're going to go out and destroy that little body I worked so hard to create and take Aww. care of. <laughs> your little body. So it's mixed feelings. <laughs> and then I remembered all your ankle problems and your feet problems and your arch problems and the doctors and I thought well if he can do it great I'll try to support him I'll do my best to support him but I hope he does not hurt his body any more than what it's already been through we're going to take a quick break to give a word for our sponsor Teton Hammock Company Now, we took our Teton hammocks out for the first time. And it took us forever to find a spot because it was Sunday. I was in a dress. We were feeling lazy. We didn't want to hike in anywhere. There's a lot of snow everywhere. There's snow everywhere. So we drove around to all these different spots thinking we could find a place to hang a hammock. But here's the thing. We couldn't find... There are places with lots of trees, and Jacob taught me hammock etiquette that you don't hang up a hammock on a tree if the tree budges if you hang up a hammock and the tree is moving it means it's not strong enough to hold up your weight and we couldn't find any trees that were strong enough to hold up our weight without having to hike in forever so it it took us forever to finally find a spot and we hung it up and they were great it was huge it was huge we have a single wide standard teats on hammock and the thing was ginormous and very comfortable, and we loved it. So comfy. Also, I love the colors. Jacob got a bright green, and I got... Moss green. Moss green, and I got olive. Evergreen. Evergreen. Okay. So dark, It's a dark green A color. dark green. So pretty. So they're super pretty, super comfy. My favorite part is that they they are so compact it's so crazy they're so tiny and then you unfold them and they're huge yeah so go check them out it's at tetonhammocks.com with an s that's tetonhammocks.com hang with the best teton hammock company now back to the episode okay dad what about you what were your thoughts when we said we're gonna do a 50 miles in one day 
Well, before that, you had told me about this runner that said he was just going to run, but he wasn't physically in shape. And anyhow, how he did it. And I just thought, well, if he's going to do it, he's going to do it. And either he's going to make it or he's not going to make it. So let him try and see what happens. <laughs> awesome. And that runner was David Goggins for all the listeners out there. I don't know if I ever want to meet the man. <laughs> <laughs> He's a pretty intimidating guy. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like David Goggins should sponsor this podcast with as much as we mention him. I think he doesn't want to meet me because I can be intimidating too. I'm going, what the hell did you do to my children? You've inspired them all to do insane things. And I've got a brother-in-law I don't even recognize because he's so damn skinny now because he's running because Jacob inspired him. So pray to God David Goggins never meets Tammy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd pay money for that UFC fight. Ooh, me too. <laughs> Anyways, now you brought up a good point about my feet and how I struggled to have um, good ankles. I had bad ankles. Mm-hmm. Now, what if I told you that my ankles are now better and stronger because of this extreme running? I'm saying very good. <laughs> Please wear your support stockings. <laughs> we do our 50-mile run. You guys drive out because even though you think we're crazy, you're great parents and you love us, and so you still want to support us. And you drive like six, seven hours to come see us do our 50-mile run. Um, and you you put us up for the night. You make us food the next day. You take care of us. Um, after it was all done, did you think that we were crazy for doing it just as crazy for before? Well, I was really proud of you guys for doing it. Cause that's, it was a hard feat and I saw the pain and I, I was worried waiting for you to come through the finish line. I kept inching further and further into your running territory, just asking everybody have you seen have you seen my kids you seen my kids of course there's all these other families going have you seen my kids and then we got tired of waiting and went back and one man didn't have anybody cheering him on and he came in and we had chairs waiting for you guys to sit down and food and he just sat down in our lawn chair and he said can i sit here (laughs) I am so tired. And I went, oh, my gosh, Jacob and Melody, what have you done? And I said, yes. And he sat there for a long time. And he goes, you don't need to talk to me. I'm really tired. I just want to <laughs> sit. <laughs> and then we're worried. What's going to happen to you guys? But we were cheering and just so excited and so proud of you. And and uh, we thought it was quite a feat because, you know, I'm not a runner. Yeah. And, you know, I used to bicycle a lot and I used to walk a lot, but I'm not a runner. So we were really proud of you, but we were worried about you and then getting into baths of Epsom salts and trying to get food down you and help hope that you would recover and not die on the way home. But we were really proud. I just remember that man when he came through the finish line. 
we had this empty chair right next to me and he just sat down and the look on his face and his body just said it to me i hope they make it (laughs) (laughs) so that man scared you guys (laughs) Uh, you guys took good care of us what i remember is you you gave us gummy bears and i remember we were really excited about the gummy bears and then you drove us to um the 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 farmhouse and which was like an hour and a half away and then yeah you you gave us epsom salt salt baths and and then you made us dinner and and you let us sleep in and you made us breakfast the next morning and i feel like we we wouldn't have survived if it weren't for you guys we finished the race but we wouldn't have been able to take we definitely couldn't have taken care of ourselves afterwards we could barely walk afterwards that was that was the most pain i think I mean, at least for me, it wasn't as bad for you, but for me, that's the most pain I've ever been in after any any long run or, or ultra race. And and you guys were in pain, and I was worried, and I thought, okay, they've got it out of their system. And Jacob said, you know, Mom, some of these people are running 100 miles, and they got up, and they ran all night, and then they did the thing all over again. And I might want to do that. And I just looked at you and thought, no, no, are you insane? You can't do this. And I said, you got it out of your system, right, Jacob? You got the 50 miles. Promise me you won't do this again. And your grandma's like, they're not going to do that again, are they? And I said, I don't know. Well, tell me that they're not going to do that again. I'm going to have to talk to my grandson. He can't kill that precious little body. <laughs> yeah, your grandma is anxious about it, too, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she always brings it up. It's funny. So, yeah, I, I remember that, too. And then we, then the next year, we do sign up for a 100-mile race. And at this point, <laughs> are you just saying, well, there's no stopping them now? Well, to begin with, we never really knew you were going to do 100 until you surprised us and told us about it. And I'll tell you, I was kind of shocked about it. I thought, wow, that 50 was hard. I can't even imagine what 100 is going to do to him. Okay, so at this point, we've told you that we're going to run 100 miles. And I I know that you guys expressed, like, this is crazy. What are you guys doing? And, and I would like to add, I, I feel like we've mentioned this. You you said that it was crazy, but at the same time, you guys have always been really supportive. You've never tried to convince us to not do it. You just have been kind like, of. I mean, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> you you have severely questioned me on it before. Yeah, yeah. It, and maybe maybe you've gotten a little bit of a, a different taste of it. But so this is my question. I I have thought. Oh no, did Jacob's parents hate me because I got Jacob into ultra running? <laughs> because we we fed we fed the fire within each other and and I'm like, oh, maybe they're like, God, oh, he married this crazy girl and now she's dragging him into the mountains running a hundred miles. What what has he done? That is not a fair question, Melody. <laughs> <laughs> We love you guys, and we've always tried to support you, but we have said Jacob probably would not be an ultra runner if it wasn't for Melody. He would just be doing normal <laughs> running. But we don't know. We don't know. Now, Jacob's done all kinds of things. Yeah. 
Go ahead, Dad. I would just say that she that you've always had a passion for running since high school. So it didn't really shock me, but it was kind of surprising when you said we're going to do 100. Gotcha. No, I think it was surprising for us, too. We, we didn't know that this would happen, and I wouldn't have done ultras if it weren't for Jacob. Like I said, we fueled each other's fire. You know, it was actually my idea to go past marathon distance. It was. It was. Because he read David Goggins. It yeah, all comes down to David I read Goggins, really. <laughs> I read that book. That's <laughs> why I'm going to have it out with David Goggins. <laughs> All right. I will show you who this man is after the podcast, and you might be second-guessing that. But <laughs> anyway, Nothing comes in between a, a mama bear and her cub, though. Even David. Goggins. I am half German. Oh. Yes, she is. <laughs> yes, she is. Just ask the little Boy Scouts that don't do things right in her kitchen. So anyways... Um, okay, now, so we start training for our 100-mile run, our first ever 100, and um, we decide to do a self-supported 50 because this is during COVID, and during the self-supported 50, I start to get dehydration and heat exhaustion because it was on a 100-degree day and <laughs> very exposed route that we were running, and I just, I wasn't the body just wasn't feeling it that day. And so how did, how did you come to find out that we were out there struggling to get back to our spot? Um, and then what went through your head when you do actually realize, Oh my gosh, my son is doing this crazy sport of ultra running. And this time his body actually is suffering and this is really dangerous and if we don't get him down soon you know he might need to go to the hospital in order to get taken care of well wasn't it like the 24th of july yep, 24th yeah. of july. so in utah that's pioneer day and and you're up here in ogden doing this and you're going we don't need you we've got all of our food <laughs> packed and and we, we we got this all under control. We don't need you guys. So we went down to Provo because we manage apartments and I think we're renovating an apartment. And then we're texting with Melody. How are things going? Because my son is ignoring me or I don't, not I responding. Do not I don't respond when I'm out on He's big not runs. responding. And then Melody starts saying, Jacob's not doing well. We're trying. I don't know if we can do this. Jacob's not doing well. Pray. And so here we are. How far is Provo? Uh, it's About an hour and a half. Hour and a half. Hour and a half drive. So I told your dad, wrap everything's up. We've got to go save our son. So we hurry and closed up our apart the apartment we're working on and got in the car and I was driving like a bat out of hell. I am turning into Mama Goldberg. I'm coming, baby. I'm coming to save my baby. Because, you know, I lo watched the Goldbergs, and I turned into Mama Goldberg. And I'm ru we're running, and I'm going, what, what do we need to get? What do we need to get? And then we're talking with Melody's dad because he's worried, and he's going, well, I've got this and this, and I'm grabbing this and this from the store. I don't remember what we're grabbing. And then we're trying to figure out where you are, and I'm going, you know, there's nobody else out there to help them or what if they're stuck out in the middle of nowhere and we're going to have to call that helicopter to come in and 
medevac him out and you know it was super hot and all these things are running through my it was a hundred degree day yeah it was was super hot and i was worried and then we meet melody's dad and sister and we're all worried and we're trying to figure out with melody how to get you off that trail so we can swoop you in our cars and take care of you and uh finally somebody figured out you didn't melody figure out that so you we found a route out you found a route out and it was in a gated community yeah (laughs) and so we're like at this gated community going how do we get through the gate and find our kids and your dad goes up to a guy and said, can you give us the code or let us in there? Our kids are coming down from a 50-mile race, and our son's not doing well. We need to get in there. Isn't there trails up there? He goes, oh, yeah, there's all kinds of trails. So he gave us the code, and so we were able to get in. And so we're driving with our lights on slowly looking, looking for you guys because we don't know for sure where you are. And then finally... We pop out. You pop out, and we're like scooping you into the back of the I car. I know. You guys like shuffled us we in like so fast. Shoved it. Get in there. It's like we were doing a, some sort of like hit and run and, or something. And Melody's Get like, in. we're going leaving. Melody's like practically carrying you. You're walking, but she, you're leaning on her, and I can see that you're just barely going. And I'm so glad that Melody's there to take care of you and you weren't idiot enough to do this all by yourself i was glad you had a wife somebody there to help you and then we wanted to take you to the doctor to have you checked over and then this stubborn little boy of mine will not go to the doctor so he just wants to go home and he says my wife will take care of me so we got whatever melody told us to get and left it there and just prayed that i just needed some slow hydration to get back into a cool place yeah i think we went and bought a whole bunch of gatorades and And orange juice i just i have this picture of jacob laying in bed surrounded by gatorade and orange juice like every gatorade (laughs) flavor you can think of (laughs) we went to smith's and i think we bought everything your dad's going how much money is this costing? Who cares? Jacob's going to die if we don't get this into his body. I wasn't dying. <laughs> I just wasn't doing very well. I mean, it was pretty scary. Heat exhaustion is a pretty serious thing. So She was in high mode when we were coming back to Ogden. And when we got to the point where we figured out where you were, it was unbelievable because she kept screaming at me when we got to that gated community saying, what are we going to do now? It's locked. <laughs> and I said, hold on just a minute. And then it just came to me. I said, stop the car, stand here, and I will go and stand in front of that gate and wait until somebody somebody lets gives me the, uh, so I can explain what's going on. And they give me the code so we can get in there to to get you and i stood there for a good five minutes and there were three cars that went by it was kind of funny the person who let me in it was a a young kid (sighs) in his teenage years and he stopped and he said oh what you doing and i said i need that code 
to open the gate because my son and his uh, his wife are running this 50, and they're on the trail that goes through the gated community. And he just thought it was so cool that you guys were doing that. I don't know what his name was, but he said, oh, yeah, here's the code. And we chuckled about that because we came in, we got you. We could have gone back and looked at all the houses, but we never did. <laughs> They're nice houses over there. <laughs> they are. It was dark. We couldn't see. We were just looking for two little people coming down the mountain, and we were just, we were the ambulance. <laughs> yes, because we can't afford an ambulance. <laughs> Shout out to the teenager who gave Jeff and Tammy the code. So I got better though, and and I learned from it, and because there was a lot of things I did wrong in that run <clears throat> that were warning signs early on, and I didn't address them. Because um, yes, this can be a dangerous sport if you don't properly take care of yourself. Um, so, but then we did because it was during COVID. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, we did our own first hundred miler as a self-supported hundred because of covid the one we signed up for got canceled and you two were one of our biggest uh crew uh members i guess you could say you guys uh, you guys meaning crew members meaning you helped support us through the race you you ran the aid stations you gave us food you made us food um and like you, homemade pizza, homemade spaghetti, homemade muffins, soup. all the food you can think of, homemade from scratch. Oh, that pizza was the best. So what was it like to see us to see us from mile zero to mile 100 as you as you guys basically lived the 100 mile race with us? You picked. Again, one of the hottest weekends in Utah weather. Yes, we did. You know, it's hard to find a good weekend in Utah to go running. Most of the time, it's either too cold or it's too hot. Well, again, you picked one of the hottest weekends. Labor Day weekend. And we just were worried because I kept remembering the 50 and the heat exhaustion. And I was going, I really wanted you to make your goal but I didn't want you to die. And, you know, and you started out really fast. I mean, you were waiting for us at the first aid station, and I was just going, we, we need some sleep, and you're, you're out there running. Where are you, Mom? We're here. We're waiting. And so I'm driving like a bat out of hell down to Willard, I think, yeah. to get you your stuff and go, okay, and... Then I'm calling everybody else. They're moving really fast. You can't take all your time to go do your aid stations. You better get up there, you know, and then as the day and the time wore on, you guys got slower and slower. And, <laughs> and while you're running and I'm thinking about you running, I'm sitting in the parking lot and people, one, one mountain parking lot, guys were parking to go mountain biking and riding their horses and stuff and... And they're see, seeing us sitting there in a parking lot with big coolers. And they think we're out there just partying to get drunk. And we've got, we've got some, 
some wild guys going, hey, man, yeah, you got some extra coolers and some extra drinks for me? And I'm going, I don't think you'd like what I've got in there. And they're like, you never know, mama. You know, and you're just kind of like going, oh, my gosh. <laughs> but... But it it was good to see you at each one, but then you could see the pain that you guys were starting to hurt and you're getting tired and and we're just trying to encourage you and, and I was grateful that Melody's dad was a runner and he'd say, I'll run this this part with him to keep him going and and I wished I was in shape to run, but I'm the food lady so just kept trying that's just as important so yeah. we just kept trying to get food and then when you guys got so sick jacob so sick to his stomach that he couldn't eat anything and i'm going he needs something and i'm just pacing and praying and going to the grocery store and buying everything inside again trying to figure out and then i don't remember how we came up with chicken soup well, I drank some tea, and it helped settle my stomach. The peppermint tea. And I don't know, then that gave me the idea of soup or something. So, so it's over 100 degrees, and I am running to the grocery store to get stuff to make chicken soup. And I have this giant pot that you can put like 25 gallons in this giant pot, and I'm in between their legs, I'm home making this giant pot of chicken soup, and it's hotter than hell, and I'm making chicken soup, and I'm going, doesn't make any sense, but this will keep <laughs> him alive and keep them going. And so then we brought it, and then everybody was hungry, and everybody, why you guys aren't eating chicken soup, everybody, that family that's gathering is just eating, chowing down on it, chicken soup. It became a, like, looked like a family reunion party in the parking lot. And, and it was a ghetto parking lot where homeless people hang yeah, out. it was not a great part of town. It was a scary part of town, and we're... And here's Jacob's grandma and aunt and brothers, brothers, cousins, cousins, cousins friends, friends, and we're all hanging out in this. There's like music, ghetto parking lot where you see all this homeless people's garbage and the flies were bad and yeah, and it was. And I said, but you know, this is really cool because here's all these people that could be camping or out having a good time, and we're all in this ghetto parking lot cheering for Jacob and Melody to finish their 100-mile race. And I thought, that is family support yeah. and love. And, and then you were so far in, and you were in There's so much pain. No turning back. There was no turn. But I knew, I knew that stubborn child of mine would just keep on going. And then Melody was just finally, she was just kind of like flying around. With her little walking stick. It's because she. It's because she took her stick. first Excedrin. Oh, okay. <laughs> <And> <laughs> saved my that life. That took all her pain away and get all that caffeine. My just... headache was gone. I felt like a new person. She was just that like was her first Woo! ever one. <laughs> and Jacob was like, "Oh, I gotta do this." Yeah. Well, I mean, what you brought up, I really, I mean, that's one thing that. I think actually one of the biggest things imprinted on me from that weekend 
was I couldn't believe how much love and support I felt from all of my family. Um, because I like it, it was Labor Day weekend, you know, I thought everyone could be out camping and actually <laughs> enjoying their weekend doing things they want to do. Um, but here they are, like what you said, in this hot parking lot, sweating, eating chicken noodle soup. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just just to support us in what kind of is what some people view as a silly cause, you know, or a silly thing to or do. Or a waste of time. Or a waste of time. But here they are, because it meant a lot to us, that meant a lot to them. And they all came out and supported. And it re- we really felt the love that weekend. What about what about yourself, Dad? What was that what was that weekend like for you to to crew us through a hundred miles and be there every step of the way? It's really interesting because after listening to mom, some thoughts came to me about um how right before it at my workplace I threw together this party to show my appreciation for what they'd done for me and uh I told him what you guys were going to do. And my boss, he used to be a former policeman, said, so they're running in a full-fledged marathon with the full support of all these things. Because I'd never been been involved in something like this and didn't realize, you know, all the support they really give in a uh, full-fledged 100-mile marathon. I said, oh, no, just the family's going to do it. And he was just like his eyeballs just bulged out of his head. And I said, yeah, they're going to do it. And um, anyhow, you know, I probably had a lot of the same feelings as your mom, but the one, two things I do remember is every time we saw you and then you went on to the next leg, between you leaving and seeing you again, we were back down from the mountain to our house in Roy, Utah, and we were doing or making something, and then we were rushing back up to the next one. The only time was when you were up on the very tip top of Ben Lomond Mountain, and uh, somebody else took care of you, and down there in uh, in Man- Manaway. But um, we would come back to the kitchen, and I would just look at it, and... Uh, Anyhow, it was just getting dirtier and dirtier and dirtier. And we were just throwing dishes all over the kitchen. Uh And anyhow, you guys finally did it. And when we came back the next day, I mean, I know you were mentally and physically exhausted, but in a different way, we were both just mentally and physically exhausted at looking at our kitchen because there was not a pot or pan or spoon or <laughs> knife or mixer or anything that hadn't been used in the two-day period of time while you guys were doing this race. So it was just amazing to me, you know, just how we were able to figure out all these different things to try to help you guys. And, you know, seeing you guys cross that finish line, that was, that was worth it all. I know you were really tired for a long time, but the first couple of days I just went, oh, I feel like I ran the 100 miles because mentally and emotionally we were praying for you and trying to, and we had a Facebook group going of people praying and wanted to know where where you were at and what you were doing and 
everybody was praying or saying, pray, pray, please help them. I mean, and then we heard like you guys collapsed to the ground and just had the bugs crawling over you and you were crying in the middle of the night, not knowing how you could go on. And uh, we were again praying that you could somehow, because we were going, okay, how do we even find them? in the middle of the night <laughs> how don't. do how do we go in and rescue them we're going you have to get out to a point we don't have atvs we don't have any way to go find you you know yeah so i mean and we just were praying that family on the other side i thought okay family on the other side is helping watch over these kids and we're doing our best from this side so it was a large group effort, and like uh, your Uncle Davey said, no one else in the family has ever run 100 miles before, so this is a really cool thing. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if you do something for the first time, you're cool. <laughs> but uh, it, it definitely was a memory I'll never forget, and the love that we felt from both of you guys um, and the sacrifice, and I know that you guys spent a lot of money of your own with buying the food, and and yeah. <laughs> and <not> yeah. <laughs> and um, anyways, so thank you for that. And then I guess just before we uh, we wrap this up, one last question: Have you accepted that we'll be doing this for the rest of our life? Yes. <laughs> but and I, and I, are you at peace with it? I hope you have children too. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. No, I think it, it's a good thing. And I think somehow this will all benefit. It will, you know, it builds your... When you do hard things, then you know you can... You can accomplish, you can face other trials head on when you do hard things. And that's like, like you mentioned, I cook at scout camps. And the first time I went from feeding staff to hundreds of boys. And by hundreds, she's fed like 400, 500 people a week. Up to 700. Yeah, 700. So yeah. the first time I was feeding like five, I went from feeding 50 to feeding 500. Every, three times a meal at the end of each meal i just wanted to climb up on my preparation table and die and say take me now god i'm i'm ready to go you know most people haven't done this i'm done and my boss would come in and say tammy it, it, are you ready for the next round and i'm just like okay so that's what you guys you know when you keep doing this i just want to make sure you take care of those bodies so they can keep keep oh, you yeah. going and through the do. rest of your For life sure. we do. so For as sure. long as you take care of yourself and realize when you get older you have limits <laughs> hopefully you will not have as many limits as we've had physically but just uh i we think hope it keeps us I hope it keeps, it keeps you young. Yes, I hope it keeps the you goal. young. It keeps us young. But we're proud of you and we love you. And when you get in trouble, Mama Goldberg or Mama Tammy will come on her crazy mission and try to save you. Driving like a maniac. Driving like a maniac, <laughs> like a bat out of hell to save her babies. 
I think we've accepted that this is what you're going to do. We don't understand it, really. But maybe you've inspired us in different ways to do different things that kind of help us in a small degree see what you're doing and think it's great that you're, you're doing what you, you, you love to do and understand in a small way that it's, it's helping you in different ways that we can't see or feel or understand, but we appreciate it. Thank you. Now, one last, one more question for you, dad. Um, you have told me that you've been contemplating um, getting into mountain lake swimming. So my father is a swimmer. Um, you swim like some days, some days, weeks, you're swimming over a mile a day, right? In the pool? Yes, that is correct. And uh, lately it hasn't been that much, but uh, I'm deeply contemplating it. I haven't made the complete decision about it, but... Uh, making a goal to swim across I'm making a lakes. goal to swim across a mountain lake. That's not more than two miles in, in, in width. That's awesome. And, and that's... Very impressive. Yes. See, and that's something that I don't understand because I, I can't even doggy paddle from one end of the pool to the other without wanting to die. <laughs> so that's impressive to me. I, do, I don't know how to swim. <laughs> Anyways, well, we... Uh, we when you do decide to do that mountain lake swim, know that we will be there to support you and crew you. We'll help make t-shirts. And row a boat right next to you and give you any food or salt tablets to keep you going, just like you guys did to us. Well, that's deeply appreciated, and it makes maybe my decision a little bit easier in the future. <laughs> Good, because we're all about crazy things like that. <laughs> And when mom, when you get a group of 700 again, I'll be there to help you feed them. <laughs> Maybe for a meal or two. <laughs> he makes an awesome grilled cheese. Yes, I'm her top grilled cheese He man. is my grilled cheese man. Jacob would come in and he would be have, he would be a commissioner and he'd be running camps, uh, taking charge of everything. And then he'd come in the kitchen with all that responsibility and say, mom, what can I do to help you? So, and the best skits in the camp ever in the world performed have been by Jacob. <laughs> I feel I, like that calls for posting some of your skits on our Instagram page. You should, you should. Especially these two had a, the most amazing recep wedding reception I've seen. It was all camp themed. And then we had scout camp. Uh, a fire Campfire, like campfire. Where for the second half, do skits and sing songs. Yes, and, and told stories. Yes. And people just stayed. And people at church said that was the funnest reception I've ever been to. It was a party for sure. It was a big party. And and he ate cereal without a bowl out of his wife's mouth in her <laughs> wedding dress. <laughs> yes, they did. I, I think we have some fun content to post after this podcast. Yes, yes, these two have done a lot of really fun things. So. Well, I think we're going to wrap things up then. Thank you, uh, Mom and Dad, to me. 
uh, Jeff and Tammy Bateman to the world. Thank you for joining us and taking time and coming over. And we just thought this would be a neat uh, perspective uh, to hear what a parent of an ultra runner might think who's never done, been involved in the running community when their kids decide one day that they want to be, take upon themselves this crazy goal. So thanks for sharing your thoughts and opinions. And, and thanks for your love and thanks for your support. And also shout out, shout out to all the friends and family who, who've supported us in our craziness. Uh, we love you guys and we're always there to support you. And we know that. So thanks for joining us here on Trail to 100. Uh, this has been Jacob and Melody Bateman joined along with us, uh, Jeff and Tammy Bateman, and we'll talk to you all next time. And don't forget, if you or someone you know has a cool ultra running story, feel free to reach out to us. And if you have signed up for your first ultra or if you have finished your first ultra, we would love to hear your story and we would love to cheer you on. So reach out to us on our Instagram page, Trail to 100. We would love to hear from you.